This is At The Turn. It's time for discussion and interviews about the world of golf you won't hear anywhere else. Here are your hosts, Nick Heidelberger and Joe Simons. Hello, hello. Welcome into another episode of At The Turn. Joe with you. Just Joe today. Nick will be back next week. I had to jump on and share my thoughts about the European Ryder Cup team. Captain Luke Donald makes his selections and now all 24 participants in the 2023 Ryder Cup are, I'm so excited, are finalized. The teams are set. Luke Donald had six picks. He made them today. We will break them down, talk about how Vegas is viewing the Ryder Cup, and of course, finish up with our mad golfer of the week again at Marco Simone Golf Club, site of the Ryder Cup. But first, you know what I'm going to say. Please rate and review the podcast. Let us know who will earn the most Ryder Cup points this fall in Rome. If you are correct, if you're the first person to identify who gets the most points as an individual, Piper Golf will send you a free box of golf balls. If you can't wait, use promo code TURN10 at checkout at piper.golf. Either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We accept either. It's time for the Handicap Report brought to you by Blue Tees. Get the number one range finder, the Max 3 from Blue Tees. It's water resistant, pulse vibration when you lock it on the correct target, and a magnetic strip so you can slap it on the cart. Save 10% when you use promo code TURN at checkout. That's TURN to URN. For 10% off any product at Blue Tees, Blue Tees play different. Who cares about my handicap? Nick isn't here, so we're going to go to the LPGA Tour. The Portland Classic was in my backyard in beautiful Portland, Oregon. Shout out to Shanati Wanasin, who fired a final round 63 to win by four. She Monday qualified, the last Monday qualifier to win since Brooke Henderson at 2015. That was also at the Portland Classic. This is just a story of inspiration for all of us. Shanati is 19 years old, Monday qualified, before ripping the course apart all week, but especially on Sunday. She missed nine cuts prior to that. Now, if that doesn't give you hope to keep at it, don't worry about what happened on the last hole. Stick with it. That 19-year-old stud should be your inspiration. Shanati Wanasin, congratulations. Incredible victory. Blew the field away. I think she was six under in a five-hole stretch. And really, no one sniffed it from that point on. Had a chance to get out there. Great time. Really, really fun event. Enjoyed it. I'll be back next year. That is your inspiration. That is your handicap report brought to you by Blue Tees. Get the number one range finder, the Max 3 from Blue Tees. Blue Tees, play different. Okay, so we know the 12 Euros that are going to be trying to prevent the Americans from their first victory on European soil in 30 years. 30 years it's been since the Americans. You hear that? You've heard about that, right? The automatic qualifiers for the European team. Rory McIlroy. John Rahm, Victor Hovland, Tyrrell Hatton, Robert Bob McIntyre, and Matt Fitzpatrick. Luke Donald made his six selections this morning, and they were Tommy Fleetwood, Sepp Straka, Nikolai Hokegaard, Ludwig Aberg, Justin Rose, and Shane Lowry. There's some chalk in there, a few surprises. Let's start with the chalk. Tommy Fleetwood was always going to make the team. Eight worldwide top tens. He finished 
T6 at the Tour Championship. Tour Championship, so he's in good form. He's a vet. It's his third Ryder Cup. He's gone 4-2-2, two, and two, so he's got the good pedigree. Number 14 in the world. Easy pick. Justin Rose, also a pretty easy pick. He won at Pebble. Four top 10s, 11 top 25s this season, so a very strong season for Justin Rose. Six Ryder Cups. 13-8-2 is his record in the Ryder Cup. 34th in the world. Pretty easy pick. Another easy one. Sepp Straka, the man who wears those squares shoes. PGA Tour winner Sepp Straka wears squares shoes, the, the shoes that give you extra distance. That's this dude. He made the team. Pretty easy choice. Sepp is number 23 in the world. He won the John Deere Classic this summer. He was part of that log jam behind Brian Harmon at the Open. Finished T2. Easy choice. Now the weird ones. Not weird. But not chalk. Start with Ludwig. Ludwig Aberg won the Omega Masters. Made this pick more justifiable. Even after winning, number 90 in the world. He's a stud. Everyone knows he's going to be a generational talent. Incredibly decorated amateur career. Here's a fact about your boy Ludwig. He's the first player in history. In history, to make a Ryder Cup team without playing in a major. Yeah. No player in the modern era has made the team so soon after turning pro. Just turned pro this summer. And he's already in the Ryder Cup. He hits it a mile. And it's a pretty cool pick from Luke Donald to throw him in there. Number 90 in the world. Again, I think if he didn't win the Omega Masters, it's probably more difficult to do that. But because he just won the most recent European Tour event, everyone's like, oh yeah, that big dude that kicked everyone's ass? Sure, let's have him on the team. Nikolai Hokegaard. This is probably the biggest surprise, even more than Ludwig Aberg. Hokegaard won at Marco Simone recently, the venue for the Ryder Cup. Three top six finishes in his last six starts. So there's a lot of justification to this pick. Number 78 in the world. Luke Donald has been big on recent form. And here's where it bears out. Nikolai Hokegaard, good in the venue, good recently. Young, stud, like Aberg. Someone who's not in great recent form? Your boy, Sugar Shane Lowry. Now, Shane is still pretty highly ranked. I mean, he's 37th. He's ranked... Almost where Rose is. Certainly better than Hokegaard and Aberg. But he did not have a very good PGA Tour season. Didn't make the Tour Championship. Hasn't really been in serious contention recently. And it's not like his Ryder Cup record is very strong either. This is only his second. He went 1-2 in the first one. Of course, that wasn't American soil. So that's, that's I think, the biggest surprise and especially because the omission that everyone's talking about is Adrian Moronk. Adrian Moronk is our boy. We were we're we're disgusted to see this. He's interacted with us on Instagram, which is big for at the turn. We're excited. I don't care. We're excited about that. The big poll, tall drink of water, six foot five. He is the current Australian, Irish, and Italian Open champion. 
Guess where they held the Italian Open this year? Marco Simone. Marco Simone. The venue for the Ryder Cup. This dude won on that course. He holds three National Open trophies right now. He played well at the Omega Masters. 20 birdies and an eagle. Yeah, he makes a lot of bogeys, but he makes a lot of birdies. Really good for the Ryder Cup. This is the one everyone's going to point to as the biggest snub. Especially because Luke Donald talks about recent form and... There's an argument to be made with the exception of Aberg, who just won on Sunday. Moronk has the best recent form, plays almost exclusively in Europe. He had a really bad major season. He qualified for all the majors because he was hovering. I think he's 51 in the world right now. He was hovering around the top 50, which got him into most of the majors. I think he may have played in all of them. Didn't, didn't, didn't play well in any of them. Didn't, didn't really play well. So this is the one that people are going to point to. Adrian Moronk with Shane Lowry getting the spot that you would assume Adrian Moronk was going to get. But otherwise, you know, kind of just looking at this thing, you got some vets with your your Rom, your Rose, your Tommy, Roars, Maddie Fitz. Maddie Fitz was a terrible Ryder Cup record, incidentally. Matt Fitzpatrick, this is his third Ryder Cup. 0-5. Hasn't even scratched out a tie. He's number eight in the world, though. So taking a look at the record of some of these guys, there's there's four rookies, Robert McIntyre, and if you're not familiar with that name, he was the guy who it looked like was going to beat Rory at the Scottish Open. He is a Scot. He had the clubhouse lead before Rory finished birdie-birdie to beat him. Um, but he's, you know, very reliable European tour player, young, he's a lefty, number 54 in the world. The other rookies are Straka, Hoka Garden, Aberg. This is Rohr's seventh Ryder Cup, 12, 12, and four. Rom's third, four, three, and one. Vic's second. He played a lot in the most recent one. Obviously, Europe got trounced, so he's 0 and 3, 0, 3, and 2. Um, like I said, Tommy's got the 4, 2, and 2 record. Sugar Shane is 1 and 2. So you got some vets, plenty of rooks. You got. I love the rookie group because this is a group that we say this with every friggin' Ryder Cup and every player that's a rookie, but I think there's a lot of credence to it where McIntyre, Straka, Hokegaard, and Aberg could be a crew where you see at least a couple of those guys on successive Ryder Cups. You see them moving forward. Um an interesting an interesting thing to think about is Henrik. How's that dude feel today? Henrik was named the Ryder Cup captain. He vacated it because he left the Euro Tour for Liv. Ian Poulter, Sergio Garcia, they're not an option because they left for Liv. Foregoing their European Tour, excuse me, DP World Tour membership. And it's kind of had the effect of forcing a new era for the Euros. Not that Poulter or Garcia were going to make this team anyway, but... Now you have this really kind of cool blend of experience with the the Rory and the Rose and the Fleetwood and the Rom, Matty Fitz, Tyrrell, Vic. And then you got this kind of, I don't know, pretty sexy picks. Hokegaard and Aberg. Hokegaard's probably the biggest surprise. Everyone just loves Aberg so much. It's so ho Hokegaard's got to be the bigger surprise. But you got that rookie class, and put you've now put together a squad that's like 
not only one that could definitely beat this American team, because the Americans haven't won in Europe in 30 years, but also, you just have hot players. Victor Hovland, arguably, arguably the hottest player in the world. Rory's been solid. It's going to be a really good match. If you look at the straight world ranks... The average world rank, if you take the 12 American team members, the average rank of those players is 12th in the world. If you do the same on the European side, if you take the average world ranking of the 12 European Ryder Cup members, the world rank is 30. So the average American is ranked 12th. The average Euro is ranked 30. I present that without context. I think there's the world ranking system is has been talked about for ever. It's a very flawed system, but I think it says something. It says that Ludwig Abrams only been a pro for a little bit. That's part of what it says. But it's worth noting. It's definitely worth noting. It's going to be really interesting. I think Europe has got a really good shot. I just. I would have loved Moronk on the team. I really wanted Moronk on the team. I'm, I'm, I'm certainly very biased. I follow the dude all year. I still think it's a good job by Luke Donald. I think, I think that's a good team. Let's rip it off again. So the autos were the auto qualifiers: Rory, John Rahm, Vic Hovland, Tyrrell Hatton, Robert McIntyre, Maddie Fitz. The captains' picks: Tommy Fleetwood, Sepp Straka, Nikolai Hukagard, Ludwig Aberg. Justin Rose and Shane Lowry. And the Shane Lowry thing is like, okay, he'll probably play two matches. So it's it's ultimately not that big of a deal, probably. I know that you need 12 guys, yada, yada, singles. Everyone's going to play at least two matches, probably. But you got to look at the top of the board. And at the tip top, the Euros have the advantage. And in the middle of the pack, in the bottom of the pack, the Americans have a big advantage. In terms of rankings, and in terms of experience... It's pretty even. It's pretty even, I would say. The Americans have four rooks, three guys, four guys, rather. So three rooks and four guys who are making their first start on American soil, or on European soil, rather. So only Spieth, Fowler, Thomas, and Brooks have played a Ryder Cup in Europe. So from that perspective, when you put it that way, the experience definitely favors the Europeans. Nikolai Hokegaard, he's a rookie, but he's won a golf tournament on Marco Simone. So I know it's a different atmosphere, but it's a home crowd. I don't know. I bet on Europe a month ago. Vegas seems to know that something's going on. So here is the breakdown of the odds. So it was at plus 185 for Europe. Europe's the underdog still. And they were plus 185 basically the whole summer. And on August 2nd, I couldn't take it anymore. There was too much Justin Thomas is going to make this team talk and I thought this really bugging me. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to do something about it. So I bet on the European team at plus 185. Then Victor Hovland won the BMW Championship. Shot 47 under on Sunday. The odds jumped down to plus 160 for Europe. Meaning they were getting closer to the Americans. 
Then Victor Hovland wins the tour championship. It goes to plus 150. This morning, right after Luke Donald announces his picks, it goes from plus 150 to plus 135. And as of this recording, it has jumped to plus 125. So in roughly a month's time, the odds have gone from, this is on DraftKings, Europe at plus 185 to win the Ryder Cup. Now they're down to plus 125 to win the Ryder Cup. Vegas knows. They know. They know something's up. I don't know, man. I would just be more surprised by a thing happening that hasn't happened in 30 years happening than the thing that happens every four years happening. That's just how I feel about the Ryder Cup. I wasn't watching golf in 1993, so yeah, again. I'm just going to say this stat every time that we do a podcast on the Ryder Cup until the Ryder Cup's over. The last time the Americans won a Ryder Cup was 1993. Raymond Floyd... Excuse me. The last time the Americans won a Ryder Cup in Europe was 1993. Raymond Floyd was on that team. Raymond Floyd won a major championship in 1969. A guy who won a major championship in 1969. You know what happened in 1969? We landed on the moon. Maybe that's the new stat. The last time the Americans won a Ryder Cup on European soil, a member of the American team won a major championship the same year we landed on the moon. Whoa. It's been a while. It's been a while. With that, it's time for the Mad Golf of the Week. It's brought to you by Proud90. Proud90 makes golf apparel for anyone who wants to turn things up an notch while on the course. Soft as fabrics, four-way stretch, and quick-dry material. Proud 90 shirts and shorts are the most fun and fashionable way to stay cool on the course. Use Turn at checkout for 15% off. That's Turn for 15% off at Proud90.com. Because when you break 90, you should be proud. Guess where we're going? Marco Simone Golf Club, site of the 2023 Ryder Cup. Our Mad Golfer of the Week this week is Clint Fulton. I'm going to take a drink of water. I'm solo, so bear with me. Hang tight. Big drink. Here's Clint. Quote, hit it straight or else. Played there two weeks ago. My son was locked in a semi-remote bathroom for 45 minutes. Faulty lock, no cell reception. My son was locked in a semi-remote bathroom for 45 minutes. After finally finding him and getting maintenance guy to open door, had to get to first tee. Kid was traumatized. Manager didn't care about our experience even after he told me there was a problem with the lock. So, hang on a second, Clint. You're saying that Clint Jr. was locked in a bathroom for 45 minutes, then you had to get to the first tee? Were you late for your tee time? Were you super early to the course? Kid was traumatized. How old was the kid? This was a one-star review. I have a lot of questions. Imagine being locked in a bathroom for 45 minutes. Sounds terrible. That is your Mad Golfer of the Week. Brought to you by Proud90.
90. Nick is going to be back. I've been coming up with really random topics that I'd love to talk to him about. Here's one. Do you hit the ball better at certain driving ranges? Do you have a driving range where for some reason you just stripe the ball in other driving ranges where maybe you don't hit it as well? There are certain driving ranges where if I need a confidence boost, that's where I go. And other ones where the mats are trash, the balls are even worse, and I just feel bad about my game after warming up there. Just a thought going on through my head. Thank you for listening. I don't feel like unpatriotic because I think Europeans gonna win and I'm gonna root for Europe. Like I just don't I just don't think Again, the best way to put it is I'm going to predict the thing is going to happen that has happened for the last 30 years. I think it's as simple as that. Okay. Thank you for listening. Nick will be back soon. Plenty of fun stuff. Hope the game is good. Hope you're making your putts. Don't pick up. Hit those short ones in. I know you're frustrated. Take your time. Knock in those short putts. No gimmies. No gimmies. I'm Lacey Evans. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time at The Turn.